So we're just going through the inland seawater lake, Keel Lake, um, which normally you have kite surfers over. Of all the gorgeously godforsaken spots in Ireland, I happen to be on Ackle Island in County Mayo, with a navigation system that seems to enjoy stating the obvious. The um, sat-nav is just telling me how to, how to go west in Ackle Island. I know, you just keep heading west until you get to the ocean. Maybe Ackle has best been captured by the Nobel Prize winning author Heinrich Böhl in his 1957 travel journal Irisches Tagebuch where he describes the rain as absolute, magnificent and frightening. To call this rain bad weather is as inappropriate as to call scorching sunshine fine weather, he writes. His cottage still stands here in the shadow of Schlieve Moor, which is speckled with sheep and a, a tragic swathe of deserted, roofless, windowless cottages, which Bull described as a skeleton of a village like a body without hair, eyes or flesh or blood. He found something eerie too about the dense thicket of hedgerows in this part of the island. In ossified hedges, fuchsia hung with blood-red blossoms, he wrote. There's an ominous feel to it all that I can sense today. Oh, there's a dark mist rolling down, covering half of Sliav Moor. Looks particularly impressive. And Sliav Moor is a low hill, but even on this gorgeous day. So anyway, I'm not chasing Heinrich Bull's grim Germanic musings at all. I've come out west with the producer Colette in search of the wisdom of another dour genius, a soothsayer from way back in the 1600s. And our guide for today's story is just pulling up behind me. Morning. It was beeping at me, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. I was wondering that. I was yeah. thinking, did I not indicate? No. Uh, yeah, so I, pro- I put my window wipers on. Oh, and you're listening to the Almanac of Ireland, this smorgasbord of sweetmeats and salient savouries from all over the country. Hi, Jared. Hello. How are you? Nice to meet you. Likewise. Gerald Mangan is a local, and he's been a tour guide for several decades. You're putting the coat on and you know more than me. He knows a fair bit about this odd prophet and his predictions. So I keep on hearing, like Nostradamus has become such a, a key figure, and people tell me that there was an equivalent in Ireland, in Mayo even. Oh, that's right, yeah. There was a guy, that's not too far from us, across the other side of the hill here, across the Black Sod Bay, a fellow by the name of Brian Ruo Caravan, or Caravan, born in the 1600s. And he made a huge number of prophecies. Lots of them, of course, very similar to Nostradamus. You can kind of scratch your head at and say, "Mm, maybe I wonder, what could that mean? But some of them, well, you wouldn't have to be a genius to figure them out. So I have some of them here. And uh, one of them was that he said, paupers will wear shoes and children will speak English. Remember now that he was born in the mid-1600s. So Irish would have been the major language at that time. English would have been very, very hit and miss. Particularly in a remote part Absolutely. of Northwest Mayo. Absolutely. So what he's saying, Engli- children will speak English? So no. paupers will wear shoes yeah. and children will speak English. Mm. Uh, he also at the time, I suppose, only the ascendancy would have been wearing basically, shoes. Right? Basically, basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've started off easily enough, but I want to hear solid predictions for the future. Maybe something about the time that we're living in now. What about this one? News will travel on the top of poles faster than a hawk will fly from Dublin to Black Sod. No. 
now. News will travel on the top, top of, of poles, poles. Like, like telegraph poles. Like telegraph poles. And this is in the er early, early to mid 17th mid, mid, century? Mid, mid 1600s, yeah. Good he gosh. was born in 1648. Faster than a hawk will travel. From Dublin to Black Sod. Whoa! Now, getting a, bit, getting a bit close to the bone here now, Martin. Yeah! Absolutely. How the hell? That's all good, impressive even, but I want to get further into the weeds, into the nitty-gritty. It seems that Brian Rua even predicted innovations in transport and road safety technology. Uh, there will be a road across every bog and roads will have ribbons of eyes. Ribbons of eyes, like ribbons. the cat's eyes like there. Like the cat's eyes. Oh, <laughs> that's lovely. He was onto something, He certainly he? was, yeah. He certainly was, yeah. Whatever Brian Rua was onto or into or whoever he was in communication with, he had access to top quality info and insight and some really dark stuff about the future, including that of Ackle. And his prophecy was that the correct wording is carriages on wheels with smoke and fire will come to Ackle and the first and last carriages will carry dead bodies. So carriages on wheels, which they had in the 17th century, mm -hmm. with what, smoke and fire? Smoke and fire. Which sounds like a, some sort of boiler or some sort of an engine. So no? basically a train. Right, okay, Basically a train. A train, a train yeah. was going to come to Ackle. Yeah. And did it? It did, but two centuries later. After the Great Famine of the 1840s, the British government installed railway lines to remote areas of the country. The Midland Great Western Railway, which connected Dublin with Galway, branched up to Westport in County Mayo, and the line out to Ackle was opened in 1895. So in the 17th century, when he made that prediction, there was no concept of a train. No oh, one had ever thought about a train. Nothing at all. And definitely a, this machine, this magical machine that moved with the fire and the smoke coming out to the wilderness of Ackle mm. just couldn't have happened either. Absolutely. As for the second part of the prophecy, that the first and last steam-powered trains into Ackle would carry dead bodies, well, that seems to predict the tragedy that happened in the 1890s. In 1894, a group of young people travelled from Ackle on a Galway hooker. They were on their way to meet a steamship that would take them to Scotland to work as tatey hookers, potato pickers. Within sight of the steamship, though, the hooker capsized and 32 young people were, were drowned. So there were so many that they decided that they were going to open up the railway, which the track had been laid, but no train had run. So they opened up the railway, put on a special train, and brought those 32 bodies back into the, uh, the island of Ackle. Then the line closed in 1936-37, and everybody thought that was it then. The Prophecy is null and void. But of course, it didn't end that way. So in 1937, uh, there was a fire in a, a stable in Scotland that housed these potato workers. There was 10 young men burned to death in that fire. It has since transpired that they were, it was done deliberately. It was an arson attack. But again, they decided that even though the rail had closed, they decided they were going to put on another train to bring in all these bodies. And uh, unfortunately, Brian's prophecy came through. Well, um, remind me, what was the prophecy again? So the first and last carriages with smoke and fire would carry dead bodies to the island of Ackle. 
Whoa, so in the mid 17th century, he's predicting one thing that happens at the end of the 19th century and then another in the middle of the 20th century. Absolutely. Nearly 300 years later, his prophecy came through. So how he got his prophecy skills was he was walking along one day when he met a landlord telling a widow woman that she needed to pay up her rent and uh, she said I can't and she looked for more time to pay and he said is there anybody that will go guarantor for you and the widow woman said there is nobody other than God and Brian was standing close by and he says well I'll pay the rent for her. So he went on and he sat down, he got a bit tired, and he sat down and when he woke up, there on his sleeve was a small little jewel. And this is where the source of his prophecy came from. So as I say, he made all these, all these prophecies. Uh, there was a, of course, a priest in the area at the time as well, uh, Father Higgins, and he warned the people not of anything to do with Brian because he was in league with the devil, mm. as you would, of course. So Brian said, don't mind him, in the next couple of weeks he'll be a Protestant minister. <laughs> and so he was. No, the it's Catholic priest turned into a Protestant minister. minister. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And this is, you say, 17th century. Yeah. This man, Isn't that's it? power. No wonder Absolutely. the priest's afraid of him. I'm pretty certain Brian Rua e Caravan wasn't in league with the devil, but he may well have had access to realms that the poor priest in his limited little brain could never have dared imagine. He may have known what quantum physicists discovered last century, that time is not linear beyond the remits of our restricted minds. Or maybe he was just a fine storyteller with an innate sense of the human condition and the troubles we tend to run into time and again. If you make enough predictions, some have to be right. And he made plenty. All his prophecies, he wrote them all down. And unfortunately, families are families. His son burned them in a mad fit of rage between himself and his father where they fell out over one of their frequent arguments. Oh, come on. Yeah. So there could have been solutions to everything that has happened since and everything Basically. that's going to happen in the future. Basically. But it's gone. But it, well, it's, the written word is gone. Right. So a lot of it is down by word of mouth. And in the 1900s, a guy, the early 1900s, a guy by the name of Michael Timoney, he was from Lahardon, he collected all these and uh, made a small little book of them. And in the year 2000, as a millennium project, they were all translated into English. You'll find some of his prophecies online and more of them in Philomena Cronin's book, Traditional Cures and Gifted People, which you can get in libraries. But it's worth thinking how despite all of our advancements and the vast trilobites of information we now have at our fingertips, none of us can do today what Brian Rua was somehow able to achieve 370 years ago. When you compare Brian Rua to Google, to the internet, like Brian Rua has it. Google can tell you what happened in the past or what's happening now, but they're no use about what's happening in the future. I'm afraid not. So he was a good guy to have around when the lotto was being. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that, Jared. That's great. You're welcome.